0: Following is
1: a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys! Yeah! This, this is, is, is the Players Lounge, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts: Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. It is Friday week number two of the national football league season cowboys taking on the falcons both teams 0 and one i am wearing my victory green since the dallas stars will begin play in the stanley cup final tomorrow on nbc against tampa bay so hopefully the cowboys can can get a little taste uh, of winning from the dallas stars but fellas let's start off the show here with the fact I'm at DEFCON 5 right now with this offensive line. Tyron Smith did not practice yesterday. Tyron Smith has a neck injury that popped up during individual drills this week, according to Mike McCarthy. So, Danny McRae, Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboys safeties. I'm mer- merely New East Scruggs. Um, man, I'm worried. I'm at DEFCON 5 here. You could have two tackles not playing on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. Lel Collins is not going to be in the game. He's already on injured reserve. Whew. Talk me off the ledge, man. Talk me off the ledge. I'm worried.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, this, this, this. this
0: the, the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, d Go ahead. Not, uh, yeah, yeah, we I can't talk you off this ledge. No, you might want to go ahead and jump. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just have like flashbacks, and, and, I, and I keep seeing the vision of what happened last time. Tyra was not in the game against Atlanta, and it, it, I can't get rid of it. And I don't think the coaching staff matters. It's a player thing, right? So no matter who you put out there, we already got somebody being focused on on the right tackle, who the defense is focusing on. Now you telling me that the defensive coordinator – and uh, actually, the head coach, who's a defensive guy in Atlanta, gets to say, we have two subs in L- on both tackles on both sides. This must be Christmas. So I- I'm-, I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. I-, I need him to play. But, you know, just like LV, those neck injuries and him-, him in the bad back, that stuff is rolling together. And those are things that that are, that are very, very harmful to, um, to the careers of uh, NFL players.
2: Yeah, man, I'm worried. I'm worried just as much as you guys. I mean, DefCon Five. I mean, this, this, this—if he, if Tyron Smith does not play in this game, I mean, this could be one of the most monumental injuries ever. I mean, look. Danny already pointed out, you got Brandon Steele at the right tackle spot filling in for Lyle Collins. Now, he he was an undrafted rookie free agent. He had his first NFL start um, last week versus the Rams. And, you know, he didn't perform very well. But, you know, I see as time goes on, he can only get better from there. But the only problem is I don't know if we have time to wait for him to develop into that right tackle spot. Uh, We go to the interiors part of the line. You know, Zach Martin, I feel like he graded out low last week. But I don't see, you know, two bad games coming from him back to back. He's just too good of a player. So that brings me to Joe Looney, and Connor Williams who both struggled mightily against Aaron Donald now Aaron Donald you know defensive player of the year most offensive linemen are going to struggle with him but this week I mean they don't have a scrub over there in Grady Jarrett I mean this guy is a perennial pass rusher and can give them them give them problems and force pressure on them so they're going to have to step up their game on the inside and that which brings me to Tyron Smith the left tackle this is one of the premier positions on the offensive line usually reserved for your best offensive lineman it's the blind side the guy that's protecting the quarterback as he's going through his progressions. And we have already heard Dak Prescott this week talking about he wants to take more shots downfield. But I just don't understand how they're going to be able to do that if Tyron Smith's not in there. This is a guy that's protecting your blind spot. I don't see Dak Prescott being too comfortable going through his progressions and waiting for that deep um, route to develop. So this injury right here, I mean, it could be monumental on two phases. It can affect the passing game and it can affect how Zeke um, Elliott is controlled in the run game. Uh, this, this, this is DEFCON 5. I'm, I'm worried for the boys, Nui. I'm worried. <laughs>
1: Players Lounge brought to you by hotels.com. All right, uh, McCray, we're we're talking about looking at at uh, a possibility of having Terrence Steele start at right tackle again. Maybe they flipped it left, but I'm assuming he'll go to right. You've got Brandon Knight, who made one start last year for the Cowboys. That was at right tackle. Then Alex Light was signed on Tuesday, and that's a guy that Mike McCarthy has worked with right here. But you're talking about Three, your top three tackles missing action against the atlanta falcons because cam irving is also on injured reserve so tyron smith possibly couldn't be there it could possibly not be there jerry jones said it'll be a game time decision mike mccarthy was very vague about um what was going to happen he said he still needed quote unquote more information but we know collins and and irving will not be there Tack mckinley is one of the Falcons' pass rushers here, a guy that the Cowboys looked at trying to possibly draft, but they couldn't because Atlanta traded up, got him, and the Cowboys got stuck with Taco Charlton and passed on T.J. Watt, but that's another conversation. <laughs> and they've also got one of one of Barry Church's old teammates from Jacksonville and Dante Fowler Jr. So these are the guys that you've got to be looking at if you're the Cowboys who can come off this edge here. And look, if you're attacking, if you're Fowler, you're licking your chops here if you get to go against these – young, inexperienced
0: guys. (laughs) Listen, you... you, you, Damn, my bad, my bad, my bad. Listen, I'm I'm, I'm rusty, I'm rusty. I missed yesterday, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, 42. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, it's
2: all good. I was just going to say, like, um, you know, Dante Fowler, I was a teammate of his for two years down in Jacksonville, and this, like I said, Grady Jarrett was no scrub. This guy got paid for a reason. I mean, to me, he's just as athletic as a Tank Lawrence much faster. He just doesn't have that... uh, that perennial pass rush moves that um, Tank Lawrence has, but he's no scrub out there. So whoever they do put on there on that right tackle spot, um, I believe it'll be still, it's not going to have an easy day in the park. So all this offensive line, they need to step their game up because they're not going against any scrubs out there. And if they want to implement this offense to where they they need it to be, you know, deep shots, play action, all that stuff, they're going to need to secure this front line and it's going to be hard to do it without
0: Tyron Smith. Listen, and, and, and to add on to that, I just remember... And and this is for Nui and some of the other people who, you know, me also. When we did not protect, um, you know, Tyron Smith's replacement was it? I forget his name, but when, last time Chaz we played Green. against Atlanta, Chaz, Chaz Green, Green. We did we did we didn't protect him, and when we got after the game. Everybody was like, "Hey man, the the play calling, right? We should have put somebody out there to help him. This and that." It's the same situation this week, except it was the same situation last week as well. We didn't see it. So if you don't find a way to run some plays, to slow down those pass rushers, create some misdirection, to open up some time and take a little pressure off those tackles, if we don't see that, and we're going back to when is McCarthy going to snatch the play sheet, right? Because if we don't see that, I'm putting it on McCarthy and Kellen Moore. If we go go out there and we somehow have to watch the game and we're like, man, the right and left left tackle are struggling and why aren't they getting them any help? This isn't just on Kellen Moore. This is on the entire offensive coaching staff, including uh, Mike McCarthy. So we need to see specifically, since we know that these are the weaknesses of our team, if these two tackles don't play, well, if Tyron doesn't play and we already have a replacement at right, the the game plan should be something to create misdirection and slow these guys down so so they can negate that pass rush and open up some uh, shots down the field.
1: All right, uh, a a name we haven't mentioned from the coaching staff that that Cowboy fans need to go ahead and remember, if you don't already, the name is Joe Philbin. Uh, Joe Philbin, former coach of the Miami Dolphins, longtime offensive line coach for Mike McCarthy with the Packers. He is the Cowboys' offensive line coach. Joe Philbin has got his work cut out, and and this needs to be his finest hour here (laughs) for the Cowboys because (laughs) McCarthy would not give away if they were going to go with some different types of combinations, um, if, ty- if, if Tyron was out, meaning, okay, could could they decide to flip Carter Williams at a tackle spot? He didn't want to go and give anything away here. So, to me, this is going to be really interesting on how Joel Philbin gets these guys ready to go because this is truly what your O-line coach has to do. Because also within trying to set the, the, the five guys, if Smith is out, you've also got to think about what if someone gets hurt? You know, if, if Connor Williams is hurt in the game, okay, who's go, who's going to go there? Um, you know, if, if Steele is hurt in the game, I mean, these are things you have to think about and, and, and go to and also how you change who's on special teams. So this, there's a big challenge here for this team and that's why i say i'm at defcon 5 right now worried about this offensive line an area we all thought was going to be good coming into sunday's critical game against atlanta because you don't want to fall the 0-2 it's the first cowboys home game of the year mccray ooh, ooh. i mean <laughs> I, I, I'm, telling you, man, I, I'm, I'm i'm straight up worried man i am worried because you should be this could get ugly <laughs> if, they, if they don't do it right. And I think you were on point talking about, all right, you, you, can't, you can't sit around here and run your regular offense. You've got to make the adjustments. That's what coaching is. It is, is trying to cover up your warts here. So you may need some three-step three, three step drops. It may be some bubble screens that you've got to go ahead and get this ball out quick. Do not let Tack McKinley and let Fowler Jr. Uh, McCray get going here.
0: If, listen, if, if, if I don't see a zone read – uh, with, with Zeke and, and Dak to where you, you're putting the defensive ends in a, in a tough situation and then playing off that with play action and shots down the field. If they don't set it up with that based on what we have at tackle then I, don't, I have no idea what we're doing because it, it, it's not that many ways to slow them down but anytime you can get somebody thinking and overthinking on the football field that is great for you. right? So we just need to find a way to get that done or it's going to be a long game which really will be a short game because we'll we get blown out.
2: yeah i think they just got to kind of take a page from the rams playbook like last week i mean we talked to will and uh he he told us the the recipe it was um they turned it into a lateral game instead of a vertical game now we know we want to see more shots from dak prescott but with this pack this patchwork offensive line if tyron smith is out uh, we know they're going to bring from within as what will said the other day we're going to um, promote from within so with this patchwork offensive line i mean you're gonna have to turn it into a lateral game Bub- bubble screens uh wide receiver screens quick game three-step drop I and mean, they're gonna have to get it out of his hands fast because i just don't see that offensive line holding up that
0: well against um those pass rushers at for Atlanta. Did did, did did you guys watch the cleveland game last night yes and, 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 oh, yeah. not, and not, not to be on joe burrow but the, the cincinnati offensive line is not good no. But Cincinnati did find a way to get the ball down the field. So it's not impossible. So I don't want us to go into the game and say, hey, man, we, we can't do it because, you know, X, Y, Z. Teams are able to get it done. They are able to coach this stuff up and they're able to find a way to push the ball down the field and score some points. All right. So it's not, it's not an impossible task and it's something that we should be able to do and our offensive uh, coaching staff should be able to figure out how to get this done in the game.
1: I tell you, McCray, I hear you loud and clear through these bows headphones. I like where your head's at. I, I remember last year when the 49ers lost their two offensive tackles for a game. And it might have been two games that they lost both starting tackles. And Kyle Shanahan ended up winning both of those games. I know he won one of them for sure, but I believe it was two weeks he had to do it in a row. And he, and he, and he got he got through it. Um, and, of course, we know the Niners ended up playing in the Super Bowl. It was th- These injuries had happened earlier in the year, so you are on point. <laughs> This is where the coaching comes in. And the, the way Jason Garrett had done it, it w- was, hey, look, we're going to be who we are and we're not going to give guys help. I want Mike McCarthy to give guys help here. And so whether it's Blake Bell or it's the rookie um, Sean McKeon from Michigan, who's, a be- who's their best blocking tight end, put somebody out there and, and help chip. Um, do do get, help these guys. We, j- you just cannot leave these tackles out here by themselves. You're gonna have to help them here. I, I just feel like that has to be it. Um, not sure what the game plan is gonna be, but to me, just what I'm, you know, what what we know of right now, if you're talking about two tackles making their second nfl starts you got to protect them man you got to protect the church
2: <laughs> you got to i mean you're completely right whether it be ezekiel coming out of the backfield getting a little shoulder chip in there or if it's uh, the, one of the tight ends chipping on their way out to their route you can't let these guys go on there on an island by themselves one I mean I don't see their confidence being that high to begin with if they're on social media they're looking at this saying oh man everybody and their mom thinks we're gonna give up 100 sacks out there so their confidence can't be that high and but to get it to that to get it to the point where they're successful out there you got to help them out you can't leave them on the island we saw like Danny like Danny uh, pointed out earlier, When you leave a guy on an island like Chaz Green, bad things can happen. And we do not want to sit there and watch Dak Prescott take a five-step drop and get smacked in the back of the head. We do not want to see that over and over again. We need to shore up this offensive line. Whether it be chipping, whether it be quick step. something has to happen. But I'm sure these coaches with championship pedigree will figure out something to get ready for this Atlanta
1: game. All right, uh, McCray, you brought up a point here talking about the offense that, that I want to come back to, and in, in this in, it leads into uh, what Church and I were discussing yesterday, is the offense is supposed to be the best part of this team. Their job is to also protect this defense by trying to figure out a way to hold on to the ball longer. What we've seen from the Cowboys the past few seasons is if you leave this defense on the football field for 30 minutes or more, you're usually going to have a problem here. So... They also, within these, having these two, possibly having to start these two young tackles, how can they run the football and control the clock, McCray? Because they got to protect this deep. The more shots that Matty Ice has on the football field with this offense, the worse off it's going to be for the Cowboys.
0: Listen, listen, Jerry Jones has been saying for years, that Dak has the potential to be just like Russell Wilson, just like Cam, as far as being able to run zone reads and and create a new uh, a, a new type of thing in the ring game. So. use it like this this is a way for them to be able to add another element to the run game add Dak in there as as another runner I'm not saying run the power with him but get, get him some runs out there make make the teams respect him as a runner and that'll help you in every other aspect of the game right because if if you're worried about the quarterback being able to 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 um take it from Zeke and run around the edge that slows the defensive end down that also slows the defensive end down on the read if you hand it off to Zeke. And that also puts the safety in the box, having to come down and have to worry about tackling that, and that'll help you in the play-action game. Jerry Jones has been asking for this for a while, and I think this is a key thing that can help the Cowboys be able to run, you know, considering the O-line may be you know, maybe not at full strength.
2: That's true. I I can see them trying to put that wrinkle in there every now and then uh, with the zone read. I just don't know if Atlanta is going to respect it enough. I mean, I don't see... Dak Prescott in that same athletic ability as you know a Cam Newton or a Russell Wilson, um, can he scramble and get you some yards? Of course. And I think he'll have to do that um, as the game progresses, especially if, if Tyron Smith is out there at, at, is not out there at left tackle. Uh, so I can see them trickling a little bit of zone read in there. Um, but for me, the, the most important factor to get this run game going, if those offensive linemen are down, is you got to just get a little bit more creative, have a little bit of counterplay to your run game. Start it out one way, come back the other way. Get Use Atlanta's aggressiveness, like the Rams used our aggressiveness last week against them. Have them forcing them going one way, bring it back. Do a lot of, um, you can have some motion behind the line of scrimmage just to get their eyes going somewhere else before the snap. Uh, so to me, I just think they have to stick with that pound game. Hopefully Zeke is at his top level and he's able to perform well against this Atlanta team, but they gotta use misdirection, get these defensive linemen's eyes all out of the backfield and concerned with other things.
1: All right, we are in our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios for the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. When we come back, let's address the defense here. Jalen Smith spoke to the media yesterday and cleared up a little confusion that Church and I had yesterday. So let's step to that and talk about it next, right after these messages on the Players' Lounge, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a 1,000, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. more do more Back. Back to the players lounge. All right, 12 Cowboys Way brings high-rise luxury apartment living within steps of the Dallas Cowboys headquarters at the starred Frisco, providing luxury amenities, multiple floor plans, and unparalleled conveniences. 12 Cowboys Way is where elite living meets exclusive access. Leasing is available now. Book your virtual or in-person tour at 12cowboysway.com. You are in the Players' lines. We do it every Tuesday, Monday through Friday, right here on dallascowboys.com. I'm Jimmy Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Cowboys safeties, Danny McRae and Barry Church. So Jalen Smith met with the media yesterday and gave us some pretty good information. When Church and I were talking yesterday, when McCray, when you were off, um, we assumed that Jalen would go to the middle linebacker spot to replace Lake Vanderesh, But Jalen says, no, he's still going to be a will linebacker, and he will call the play. So Joe Thomas is going into the middle linebacker spot. So, Church, based on our conversation, what we had yesterday, now that we've got the whole deal straight, that Jalen's going to stay at the will, and Joe Thomas is in the middle. Give me your opinion on Joe Thomas having to have that man that spot taken over for Van Der Esch.
2: For me, uh, this is this is a bit of a head scratcher right here. Um, I would assume that you know Jalen Smith being their most experienced linebacker would go to the uh, Mike linebacker. That's usually a role reserved for the quarterback of the defense. Um, Sean Lee held that down for a very long time. And uh, he'll be calling plays, but from the wheel side. And uh, that, that's that's pretty confusing. Um, I've never seen it done before, but I guess it's a new day. Um, but if you got Joe Thomas at that middle linebacker spot, it scares me a little bit because he's not the biggest of statures of man. I mean, he, he can middle linebacker position and as we've seen last week the offensive linemen are able to get to the second level extremely fast so that's one thing the defensive line is going to have to correct is just to get those offensive linemen off of the linebackers but usually that's a role reserve for your bigger off op- your bigger linebacker and Jalen being that bigger linebacker, I would assume that he would have uh, gone right in there. Because as a middle linebacker, you have got to be a thumper. You got to be able to take those pulling guards on, those fullbacks on. So I'm interested to see how long uh, Joe Thomas is going to be able to last in those trenches. But um, we'll see. I guess the Cowboys uh, know something that I don't. But
0: we'll see. You know, uh, I, I'm I, I'm a little concerned, but I'm a, I'm gonna go back to last week and how they've been been working through this whole off season and. Uh, maybe Jalen Smith will not be playing Will. Once they get into the game, he'll be playing Mike. Um, it, it's a little confusing, and I'm, 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 I'm kind of starting to wonder what, what that says about Jalen Smith, that they would put the young guy in there to handle all that instead of putting Jalen Smith in there. One, because we have a system now to where they say that the, that the D linemen are two-gabber. Hey, Church, if you remember and when, when Rob Ryan got here, our D-line was two-gapping and Sean Lee was able to run all over the field and just make plays. I would see that as something, uh, a strength of Jalen Smith, right? So he should be playing the mic and he should be able to play behind those those two gaps and, and, and feel wherever he wants to and, and play based off instinct. So I'm a little confused about the Will uh, linebacker spot, but I'm just going to chalk that up to they're still trying to be secretive and and not let the other team know what they're doing, or I don't see it lasting very long if the D-line is able to do what they're supposed to do and and successfully two-gap, you know, like they weren't able to do last week.
1: You know (sighs) – they're secretive now so so we just don't know what we used to know but that's what Jalen said and Jalen by the way uh, you know just listening to the press conference he was adamant he says I am a will linebacker I'm a will linebacker he stated it several times to let everyone know this is my position this is where I'm going to be and I guess this is where he feels comfortable so if Joe Thomas is right there McCray do you look for Atlanta to try and establish the run by kind of going up the middle and then also using that play action passing to try and hit their guys, uh, Ridley and, and Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones deep? Because you know, if we've seen one thing, if you, if you can make that play action pass work with deep threats like that, it can be pretty lethal.
0: What, what, what's crazy is they're going to do that anyway. because. We are known as a, a team who over-pursues and, and gets out of position and overruns bootlegs and and, and, and uh, deep passes, right? So uh, now you're going to put a young guy in there, and <laughs> and I, I just don't think it's really going to work if if that's the game plan for, uh, for Atlanta. Um, like I said, ma- maybe they know something that we don't know, and they're really coaching them up, or maybe the scheme the scheme that they're running this week just has Jalen fit there, but you know, it, it'll look like he's playing something different. That's the only way I can see this working because if – Atlanta focuses on running the ball based off what we saw last week it'll be a long day for the cowboys and now that you put this guy in here at Mike, it'll be a longer day from him and you know and, and nothing against him we just hadn't seen seen him be able to do it and you know i, I trust Jalen more
2: yeah and if i if i'm atlanta i'm coming straight at joe thomas i mean he, he was a backup for a reason, and as we see in the NFL, whenever the new guy comes in, offenses go straight to them to see what he's all about. So if I'm Atlanta, I'm going straight at Joe Thomas, seeing if he can thump with the best of them, seeing if we can get some running game going behind him, but that middle linebacker spot usually, like I said, is usually reserved for a bigger stature of guys because when they go into a zone, when they go into a cover two, even if Jalen or Vander Esch, who's really good at this, bites up on the run, they're able to get back and use their size to force the quarterback, if he is going over the middle on a play action, to get some air underneath there. So with his small stature out there, I'm not so sure how it's going to work out, but, you know, hats goes off to Joe Thomas. Hopefully he's able to play and play well at that Mike linebacker position.
1: Now, now let let's let's also throw this in here, and, and remember we have Will McClay on. there. He brought up Luke Gifford. Luke Gifford's bigger than, this is true. Than, than Joe Thomas. So so maybe Luke Gifford is that guy. Once again, the Cowboys are real secretive about what they're doing, and they don't allow us to to, to you know say what, what what people are seeing in practice. So so they're kind of like a hockey team now. A hockey team doesn't give you any clue about anybody hurt, <laughs> or leg injury, or you know they they won't, they won't say anything at all. So, so that's what maybe maybe that's who who's the middle linebacker is. It's going to be Gifford. So, you know, all right, Gifford uh, out there along with Jalen Smith. So, Gifford at, at the middle linebacker spot, and then then uh, Jalen Smith at the wheel. So, we'll see. I mean, this is kind of the this is the interesting part about this new Cowboys regime here. They're they're not telling us anything. We used to know a whole lot more. So, so we'll see. And that's why we we're, we're talking right here. We're telling you, Cowboy fans, um, we don't know. So, we're not going to sit, you know, i going to simply tell you we know what we don't know. We're just assuming. <laughs> and these are options. You know, these are the options they have. And you got to look at all the options you have here to see what you can do there. But obviously, all offensive line, linebacker, two spots that we talked about that um, are, are, are issues there. So, let me ask this question. Um, Church, I'll start with you. How many DBs are you running in your base? Five or six when you have a Julio Jones? Uh, uh, Calvin Ridley and the Gage out there, those three good receivers, plus a Hayden Hurst the tight end as well.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going in a nickel package. I'm not even touching base. I'm going in a nickel package, and uh, for those who don't know the nickel package, that's, uh, let's see, that's five defensive backs. So that's what I'm going on, and I'm doing that because for the simple fact that I don't think Todd Gurley is the same Todd Gurley we've seen a couple years ago who was up there for MVP discussion and all that stuff. I think he slowed down a bit, so you don't need, I don't think you need that heavy front seven in there. I don't think you need all four down linemen and three linebackers in there just to stop the run. I think you can get away with having a nickel presence in there or an extra safety, maybe a B car in there as well, who's not extremely great against the run, but can cover as well because you have that guy in Hayden Hurst out there at tight end. Now in Baltimore, he was not seen as that you know big play flashy guy because they had mark andrews but he's able to stretch the field and we saw an example of that last week when he went against seattle and he had that diving catch so this is a guy that can easily run past linebackers and can out safeties. safety so i would have another db on there just to kind of get an extra coverage in there because i think with our front six in there those two linebackers and those four down linemen i think we can handle the run but i'm definitely adding another uh defensive back in there to, to help control that passing attack for atlanta
0: Well, you're way more optimistic than I am. All right. Listen, I'm rolling out there in my regular base personnel unless they come out in uh, any level, just because, you know, and and this may be leading into y'all might find out where where I'm going with my pick later on. But I don't think we can stop the run with with what we have. Um, I just I just think we're going to have to dedicate a lot of pieces to stopping the run and making, um, you know, Maddie try to beat us. So I see us coming out there, you know, and matching their personnels, and then whenever they get into those passing situations, we get out there and nickel, you know, possibly dime if, uh, if b Car comes out there, you know, I mean, if we need to, uh, another person to come out there and cover a tight end or a running back. But, you know, I- I'm just matching because I think the main focus here is being able to stop the run because if you can't, you're not going to be able to defend anything else. It's just going to be a very long game, and the talent position will be on Atlanta's side. So do whatever you have to do to stop the run
1: mccray i agree with you 100 percent because it goes back to that whole time of possession and what we've seen from the cowboys the past few seasons when you leave that defense out on the field for 30 plus minutes they've got issues the offense has to help carry the defense so stopping ty gurley stopping the run and stopping the play action passing i agree with it all day long because we saw the rams with 40 attempts All right. that was one reason why they held the ball for 11 minutes and 16 seconds longer because they ran the football and ran it effectively had over 150 yards in the football game. I remember when the Rams played the Cowboys last year at uh, Jerry World, Todd Gurley only had 20 yards and didn't have a whole lot of carries. And when Todd Gurley gets his numbers up uh, 21 and 25 times a game, it's it. it almost 95% of the time ends up in a victory. Now, it was for the old L.A. Rams, but um, you get Gurley's numbers up like that, you got an opportunity to win the game. And that's going to be the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. You know, you get Zeke's numbers up there in the 20-25 range. Um, the, the Cowboys are going to have an excellent chance to win because running the football is what they, they, they want to do. Let's get our second time out right here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, joined by former Cowboy safeties Danny McRae and Barry Church. Taste the difference. Back to the Players' Lounge. Cinema drive-ins brings the classic nostalgia of a drive-in movie to the star. Enjoy all the features of these timeless outdoor theaters in a safe and innovative innovative environment brought to you by the 21st Century. With the latest technology, stunning visuals, and the latest and greatest Hollywood blockbusters, new movies are featured every weekend at the Gaylord Lot at the Star in Frisco. For details, visit thestarinfrisco.com. I wonder if they'll air the Stars game on Saturday night. The Stars get ready for the Stanley Cup. They're going to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I am excited about this. Gentlemen, we do not see championships in our city um, very often here. Okay? The last championship we saw was 2011. That was the, the uh, Dallas Mavericks in a six-game victory over the Miami Heat where they beat LeBron James and D. Wade and Chris Bosh. And then a few months later, the Rangers had an opportunity to win the World Series. Uh, We all know how happened in that Game 6, which forced to Game 7, and St. Louis won it. Stars haven't won the Cup since 1999, haven't played for it since 2000, so 20 years. And here's a local team playing for a championship. I'm excited about it, and hopefully the Stars can bring this thing home four wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. So I'm, I'm excited about that, guys.
0: Shout out to the Stars. I'm from Houston, though. And the uh, (laughs) Astros lately, so it's all right. I'm good with that. No matter how it it, happened, I'm all right with it.
2: (laughs) Shout out to the Stars and shout out to the the boy Dirk out there, man. He he brought that championship home back in 2011, man. So shout out to that boy Dirk. It's hard to
1: win championships, fellas. It is absolutely hard. By the way, you know, (laughs) McCray, you missed some of our NBA talk the other day. But how about Giannis Antetokounmpo winning his second MVP? But now there's a lot of swirling about whether or not Giannis is going to sign a lucrative deal this offseason and maybe he'll play out his final year with the Bucks and then you got people you know thinking about suiting it up and just saying, figuring out how can they lure Giannis to their team in twenty twenty one. Giannis will be a free, could be a free agent. Kawhi Leonard could be a free agent. Man this NBA next next summer could be pretty interesting.
2: It yeah, should be uh, extremely interesting. Let uh, I me mean, go ahead my bad Mac
0: uh, <laughs> Where's he going? He's going to Brooklyn? He's going to go out there with Ky, Ky, Kyrie and uh, Kyrie and KD. I mean, you need three. You need three if you're going to win. So uh, he, he better pick the right place. I don't, I don't understand why he would want to stay in Milwaukee, but I mean, you know, what, what do I know? He <laughs> need to get out of
2: Milwaukee. Cause ain't, ain't nobody, no disrespect, but nobody, No, none of the free agents are trying to go up to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. man. It, it just gets too <laughs> cold up there. Anybody trying to go up See, there. Man.
1: And that's that's the issue. That that is the issue. I remember Chris Bosh when he was playing in Toronto. Uh, He's like, I can't guys, I can't get guys to come here. And D Wade did not want to go to Cleveland. And and that's why they all ended up in Miami. So when you start to think about teams that are there, Dallas Mavericks might have an opportunity because if you're Giannis, Ooh. having a guy like Luka Doncic get you the ball, and then playing with a Kristaps Porzingis, because. Chris Stapps likes to operate outside a lot, too, so that could allow Giannis to go down low and get inside. So, I mean, this, I'm just, I don't know, but I'm just saying, if he decided to give a team a look, Dallas would be a very interesting look for Giannis because two other European players, guys that like to share the ball, this could be fun. You got
0: the Kool-Aid going going right now, Nui. Nui. You got the Kool-Aid. I, just, bro. I, I know you're happy to the stars. I know you're happy about the stars, but no, <laughs> but Giannis is not coming to Dallas with Porzingis and, D- and Luca. all right? It's not, it's not that ain't happening. I'll
1: tell you where he's not going. He's not going to your Houston Rockets. I can tell you that right now.
0: Yeah. You hey, yeah. Hey, you you know,
2: Houston, Houston got, got Houston We don't know right? what's going
0: right on. Now, Houston 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 got 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 what's we don't know what's going on right now. I know we do that, that, that that's why that's why it's possible they might just redo this whole thing and we might get y'all right so no, I, I don't know no. Hey, he's definitely not playing with Harden
1: after after what Harden said to
0: him. He's definitely not playing the hard.
1: Your boy your, your boy, Tillman Fertitta's not paying that kind of money. You got Russ on one of those crazy kind of – how long is Russ making 40 million bucks a year? I mean, forever in a day, and they've given away draft picks? No, bro, there's no improving that team. You're not about to get no superstars. You're stuck with that, and good luck on the, the first-time assistant that they're going to hire for this job here. I mean, good luck on that, man. Tillman don't want to spend any money. He's cheap. That's all right.
0: Lakers in six, baby. King, King, King James. Lakers yeah. in six. I'm like, I, 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 I learned to give up on the Rockets uh, two years ago when they, when James Harden was choking every time he got to Game Seven. So you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not worried. The Rockets did not get me excited.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Let's step back into the Cowboys, and, and, and more importantly, Danny, one of your favorites, your fantasy team here. Amari Cooper um, did take part in the uh, mock, uh, mock game today that Mike McCarthy said the team held. So, uh, your boy Cooper, okay. Held out of practice Thursday, but good to go, and, and, and uh, expect to see him out there for the Atlanta Falcons. So, there we go. Amari Cooper should be out
0: there. God. Yeah, listen, I, was, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I drafted the guy, man. Uh, you know, last year it was the same thing, then all of a sudden he had a hamstring wow. injury before we won and and now it's a foot. I'm just you know, nothing against him, but as far as, as far as fantasy goes, it's too much stress. Worried about him every Thursday showing up on an injury report and then watching <laughs> him in the game. Watching him in the game. You know, we not throwing no deep passes. He not looking like what he looked like when he first came here and then got him a hundred million dollars. It's just too stressful. If I, I might trade him. I don't know. I might trade him, but I do hope he has a good game. I am gonna start him. And I hope his foot is all right. And I hope we throw the ball, you know, deep down the field or give him the the reverse pass or something. I don't know. Do something for the guy. (laughs) A hundred million. We need to see what it looks like. Because right now it's not looking like that.
1: The panic. I like it. I like the panic. Two weeks in. The panic. Uh, I think you'll be okay. I I really do. (laughs) Because what do we always know we're going to get out of Mar. You're going to get your thousand yards from him here and you're gonna get your bevy of touchdowns. This game is also at home, Danny, and that's where we've seen Amari Cooper eat, is at home, so you should be good on that. Here's something that I wanted to bring up here that has, um, when I think about the Cowboys offense, one, They don't get enough conversions in the red zone. That's been a problem here for the past couple of seasons. It was a problem last week against the Rams. Got to do a better job of converting those red zones because one of the things we know is that Atlanta will give them up to you. The Seattle Seahawks allowed, they got themselves five touchdowns on 11 possessions last week. Cowboys got to take advantage of the fact that Atlanta, Atlanta will let you score. They've got to get touchdowns and not have a bunch of field goals in this football game. That's my opinion there. Church, what you thinking?
2: Uh, yeah, they got to secure the secure the secure the touchdown when they get into the red zone. Like you said last week, uh, Chris Carson and them boys, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, they were able to do whatever they wanted once they got to the red zone. Run the ball, pass the ball, whatever they wanted. So for me, for the Cowboys to have success offensively this week, um, they got to put the ball in the end zone. They can't settle for you know three points here, three points there, because all that's going to do is just keep Atlanta in the game. I think we got to put our foot on their neck and just pretty much shut them down from the start. We got to start the we got to start the game fast we didn't do that last week with we, la stuck around and ended up winning the game so we just got to step on their neck early and pretty much when we have those opportunities to cash in we got to go ahead and do it because either either that or Atlanta's going to stick around and with their passing attack who knows what's going to happen so
0: we just got to put them to bed early let, let, let me tell you this all right let, let me tell you this just so we can clear this up well, you know whatever happened last week is irrelevant the Dallas Cowboys are not the Seattle Seahawks, all right? So just, just because, you know, the Seattle went down there and put a whooping on, uh, on Atlanta does not mean we're going to be able to do the same thing. So I'm not even looking for that same type of stuff. The, the, the reality is we put up 17 points last week, all right? So we need to find a way to get our offense clicking. So I, I really don't even see it, see it being that high scoring of a game. We need to get something rolling. Like you said, we talked about the first segment. Our O-line is in trouble, so putting up points you know is you know just based off what we have going on the field possibly is not going to be easy and we're going to have to match that i brought this up uh you know i wrote this down before we got in here my my guy julio i think y'all talked about trayvon diggs you know and how mike mccarthy had all the faith in him uh yesterday did y'all talk about that yes yes we did all right 2012 julio five catches 129 yards 2015, Julio Jones, 12 catches, 164 yards, two touchdowns. In 2017, he had a, we call it an off year, he had 657, but they won the game. 2018, he had six catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. He's averaging 117 yards and almost a touchdown per game on us. McCarthy wasn't here. But the, the faith that you're showing in them, hopefully we have a way to double-team this guy and show some extra attention because just, just saying that we're going to roll out there and do what we usually do, I don't think that's going to work against this dude.
1: All right, so let's get to it, fellas. What's the, what's the prediction here? What, what's the prediction for the game? Church, I'm going to start with you here.
2: Uh, my prediction for this game, I got, I got a little bit different than uh, D-Mac. I got a little more high scoring. So I'm going to go 38 32 Cowboys in this one. And for for me, the key to this game, it has to all rely on the defense in my opinion. I, got, I think it's going to come down to the defense that makes the biggest stop or makes the first turnover. And for the Dallas Cowboys, they have to make Atlanta one-dimensional. I know it's going to be harder than, or it's going to be harder than, you know, it's easier said than done, but they got to make this team one-dimensional. They have to slow down or stop talking early and force Matt Ryan to go back there in his five-step drops and throw the ball downfield, chuck the ball downfield to get um, to get their offense rolling I feel like if they if we can do that if we can make this team one dimensional it brings out the best in our defensive line it lets them be aggressive and that lets them get after the quarterback it lets D-Law, Alvin Smith, Tyron Crawford and them boys do what, we, do okay. what they do best and that's get after the quarterback so we gotta make this team one dimensional like I said it's easier said than done but I believe it's plausible because I don't think Todd Gurley is that same guy
0: from a couple years ago and I think we can shut down this run pretty easily Man, okay, look, look, I'm a little nervous to do this, but you know, just based off what I saw and then, and then last year, I, I, I think I'm going to have to go 24 to 21 dirty birds. I, I just don't know. And, and, and usually, usually I'll be confident. And the fact that if I say we're going to win, then we probably lose. I'm going to just go opposite. I don't I don't know what, that we're going to be able to stop the run. And based off what I've seen from our offense and our offensive line that, that, that we have rolling out there if Tyron Smith doesn't play. I think that is a big, big issue. So if he doesn't play, I see us losing this game by three.
1: I put out my prediction yesterday on, on, on Channel 5 so here in town. So And I had the Cowboys winning, and I had a score up in the 30s. This was before uh, I, I dived in here and, and realized that, okay, Tyron Smith may not play in this football game, and you have to make that adjustment there. Church, you and I spoke about it yesterday. Tank Lawrence has to show up. Tank Lawrence has mm-hmm. four sacks in his last 16 football games here. Making $20 million a year, you need your star to be a star. If Alden Smith comes and plays with the intensity he did last week and Tank Lawrence can match that, that can help limit Matty Ice and that passing game. They've got to have the defense help out this offense here. I'm going to go and lower my prediction here in terms of the points scored in this football game. And I'm thinking it's got to be a 23-21 Dallas victory. Cowboys can't fall to 0-2 because next week you go to Seattle. So this has to be a game of urgency. This also has to be a game where the coaches have to help the players cover up warts on both sides of the football. This is where Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, this is where he's going to show us what kind of head coach he is. How does he get Mike Nolan in the defense rolling? How do they work with Joe Philbin? How does he coordinate with Kellen Moore to figure out how they get themselves a win? And one thing we do know, Mike McCarthy kind of plays pretty well at AT AT&T Stadium. Right, Danny? Right, right? (laughs)
0: Listen, I knew knew the Kool-Aid was coming, but based on what you just said, that Kool-Aid is bitter again. All right, you just went... (laughs) You went from a very high-scoring game to the Cowboys winning by two, possibly, and hoping that Mike McCarthy has some magic that he had up there with Aaron Rodgers here in Dallas, and he not even calling the plays. So, so I, 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 the Kool-Aid, go ahead, keep drinking it. Uh, we, 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 we'll see what we'll see what happens on Monday. I I really really hope we win, but 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 the the truth in me and what I saw last week. And building over from what we had last year, because it kind of looks the same, does not. It, it does not bode well for for me just, uh, believing that I'm, we'll win this game. I just, I'm just not understanding this all. All
2: this faith that both of you have in Todd Gurley. I, I, just, I that's that's the it's, question for me. It's, like, it's, you guys are making it seem like this guy's a. This is 2017 or 18. Ty well, Gurley.
0: Well, look, just, who, 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 who have we stopped from running the ball? It don't even have to be Ty Gurley. We had one game.
2: We had one huh? game.
0: We, we, we got the game. We, we, we got we have the same guys for the most part that we had last year, with the exception of Tristan Hill, who everybody said could not play, and then he got out there and he looked just like what we thought he was going to look like last year. <laughs> so so that's that's what we rolled rolling out there. We got we got a second year player playing Mike. We got Jalen playing Will. And, and our offense, I mean, our defense couldn't stop the run last week. It's nothing that makes me believe that we're going to be able to stop the run next week. And they, they have another running back as well. But like I said, they didn't have to run the ball last, uh, last week because they were, they were behind by so much. So if, like, if we can stop the run. And, so, so what's your over-under? You think Todd Gurley's going over 100 or under? I think he's on over 100 total yards. I think he's going over 100 total yards. I see him total catching a couple screen rushing. passes. Okay. T- total. I-, I see him getting o- over over hundred total yards. What about you, Nick? I can
1: see that. I I can see over over a hundred as well. And and, and Church. I- let me emphasize this. You're not. They're not asking for 2017. Todd Gurley. But Todd Gurley today, can he be as effective as Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers were last week? I think Todd Gurley can be that effective. And with the fact that the Cowboys have some warts here, if they don't plug him up, you know, I do think Todd Gurley can get himself, when you use the receiving skills and the running skills, I do think he can get himself 100 total yards in this football game. He can still give you that. He's not going to be all pro Todd Gurley, but can he still be an effective running back in this National Football League against the defense that has some issues here? I do think he can do that. I think the church, I, I think the McCray's right on that. Church. I, that, that's my opinion.
0: Okay. He can't. Okay. We'll he can't be all game. pro. <laughs> he could be all pro against oh. against uh, against a defense. Listen. Let me tell you something. <laughs> 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 we could make him look like he's all pro if if, if if we if we do not two gap and, and, and tackle like we supposed to. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But you know, that, 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 that's my story. I'm sticking to it.
1: Okay, everybody, right, That's the, that is the Players' Lounge for this week. We'll be back Monday at 2.30. We'll be at Victory Monday. It'll be Monday morning at a 0-2 Cowboys start. I'm Dewey Scruggs. This is Danny McCray Barry Church. This has been the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!